Don't forget, it is by your hand as listeners that we flourish here on The Instance. That's right. You can support us at The Instance Membership Plus over at theinstance.net. Click on our membership program and join up. Get some exclusive cool stuff in the mail every month. Or maybe you just want to throw a buck our way. That'd be fine, too. Whatever it is, there's rewards. And we made it ourselves. We didn't use anybody for this. It's ours, which means that we really care about you guys. So head on over there and check it out. That's theinstance.net. Support that today. You're listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. This is... The instance episode, uh, I just ran over my own thing. Uh, 586, it is January 17th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Patrick Beja. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Scott Johnson, sir. Hello. Uh, I'm I'm ready to do an episode of the podcast called The Instance. Yep. And I will do my best to uh, honor the brand and company that I serve. <laughs> This will all make more sense if you were here before the show, where Patrick and I had an interesting conversation about his quarterly review. But uh, if you weren't right. here for that, this is yes. going to make no sense. Uh, also, uh, I, I like to think that you're here just to console me about uh, Cyberpunk being delayed till uh, September. So uh, thanks for being here for that. You know, that. funny story about that. On yeah. my French show, which got re- recorded and published like three hours before that um, announcement, mm. I I laughed and joked about the fact that, ha, of course it won't be delayed anymore. It will come out like in April for sure. So there you go. That tells you yeah. what I know about. Yeah, that. it's good so stuff. Don't listen to me. Yeah, it's in French though, so don't worry about it. Nobody here, nobody listens to French. Uh, also yes. with us, a uh, the one, the only, the Garrett Weinzerpel, all the way from America's Wiener. That that is uh, to say, oh my gosh, you know what? I haven't made that reference. I think since Andrew was on the show, have I? Have I ever said oh, America? No, I think you late. you make that you reference pretty much every ten percent made that reference. <laughs> Andrew has been on the show. Okay, I couldn't remember, but anyway, Garrett, it's good to have I you believe, back. I believe I don't. I, I've never met the guy, but I believe Andrew was also in Sarasota when he was doing the incident. Correct. Is that where you are? Uh, I'm now in Bradenton, which is like one minute further north. Oh wow, <laughs> that's I crazy. Used to live in Sarasota. Yeah, you guys should hook up. I don't even know where he is these days. I haven't heard from him in ages, like years. Well, years. I've, I've never met the man, uh, yeah. but Andrew, if you're listening, uh, still a big fan. Uh, he's a cool guy. Always worried he might turn into one of those Florida men you always hear about. Uh, but I think he's <laughs> well. As as a Florida man, I can confirm it's you know it's not that bad. It is okay. You get to talk to alligators. Yeah. You get to you get to not really worry about it when you're covered in mud and. <laughs> You pretty much know how to kill anything with a pocket knife. It's wonderful. Wow. In a, huh. wall, in a Walmart so are, parking wait, lot. Are you a Florida man in that sense? Like, are you able to kill anything with a pocket knife? That sounds like a very valuable skill. Listen, Patrick, up until this point in my life, if I've had to kill something with a pocket knife, clearly I've been successful because otherwise it would have killed me. It's a binary thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to a an internship in uh, your backyard to learn to also kill things with uh, yeah. um, pocket knives. We'll see how Patrick does in his quarterly review. 
And the next time, let's say in the in the Finnish uh, forests, it it might come useful for uh, rabbits and uh, deers and stuff. They can be threatening. Don't laugh. Listen, before we get to the big eight point three talk and all this wild stuff that we have to talk about today, I do have to say one thing about your uh, Scandinavian zone up there. All right, Uh, technically Finland's a Scandinavian country, right? Am I do I have that wrong? Oh, well, I mean, technically it isn't, but it's fine. It's a Nordic uh, country. So the Nord, we'll say Nordic countries. That's a good way to put it. I uh, had the yeah. fortune uh, slash misfortune of watching uh, Midsummer the other day, and uh, that movie uh, is super freaky, and I don't ever want to go to Sweden, like not even for a minute. That movie really got under my cheese, man, and melted it all. I just cannot tell you enough weird things about the movie Midsummer. but if you want to see it, you should, because it's very good. Uh, that and uh, Hereditary, fantastic movies. That, that dude's my new favorite horror director. That guy knows how to get, uh, get right up in my face. Anyway. Uh, that's just a side note. Now, time for this. All right, a relatively big week in the world of Warcraft. 8.3 has landed. It is here. We got stuff to talk about. Uh, our impressions. We're going to hear a bunch of community impressions as well today. Also, about halfway through all of this, I'm going to play an interview that I did with Jeremy Fiesel, who is one of the devs on the team. In fact, kind of in a lead position on this particular patch. Um, he's also w- widely known as uh, somebody who worked very hard on islands uh, expedition island or island expeditions rather. Uh, he was also uh, a big deal back in the Warlords days when it came to garrisons, pet battles, that sort of stuff. So, uh, really nice guy. Had a great talk with him about where the game's at, where we might be heading. A few tidbits as we look forward to Shadowlands, um, but lots of talk about the current content. Uh, it's about a 25-minute interview, and I'll, inter- I'll insert that in uh, into the show. Sadly, you live people won't get to hear it, but the, uh, the folks at home, uh, the the large part of our listenership will listen to that interview, and I think you'll enjoy it, so check that out. Let's talk about 8.3. I assume everybody's had at least some experience with it so far. Garrett, let's start with you. Have you, have you messed about in Azeroth since all the nightmares came? Oh yes, Scott. I've I've played a, a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get back in and do some more horrific visions yesterday, but uh, that that did not happen. Wouldn't you call um, that the to... best feature so far? That's the best feature, right? I would. It's it is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the I'm sure the raid will probably be the coolest thing. It's just not out yet, and I haven't done it. So. Right, right. That's true. Um, we should mention that yeah. for those wondering uh, if you're if you're not up on it. Uh, this is typical too. The raid's not here yet. It's going to be a bit. We we have a schedule, but it's not here. So yeah, and yeah. if you're uh, if you're like me and Scott and not currently on a raid team, you're going to have to wait a little longer too. Mm-hmm. It's not coming to LFR for another till February, two. right? I think so. Do I have that uh, right? I think it's a week after it opens up in normal. I don't have the dates. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me either. But oh, I hear some. Uh, hold on, there's some French happening. Yeah. Uh, play by play. Uh, the prime minister of uh, French French talk is now. Reaching down. Oh, uh, look at this little it. dude. Bonjour. I say we. Voilà. No, no, we. Oui. Scott. Bonjour. <laughs> hey, buddy. I don't know how to say that in French. Hi. Oh, he's so cute, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Now oh, it's that is amazing. We got to have that moment once a week. That's a rule. He's adorable. All right. Sorry, Garrett. You were, you were saying. Yes, sorry. 
He wants um, to, to look at Scott a bit more. I'm sorry for interrupting the show. No, I'm no, no. This is going to come up in my in my six months. Review. It actually be, will benefit you tomorrow in your in this your is, review. This is le adorable. Yeah, it's le adorable. We oui. CC. No, that's that's Spanish. Oh wait, wait. There's more happening. Okay. Okay. We're good. No, sorry. Okay. Now, now we 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 can go. Sorry. <laughs> no, that was adorable. All right. Sorry, Garrett. You're back. Uh, sorry. Where wherever you were, pick that up. Um. So, uh, I found it in show notes from two weeks ago because i was like i'm pretty sure we talked about this on an episode or two ago mm -hmm. but uh yeah raid finder kicks off january 28th oh okay so so yeah a week after normal and heroic goes that's long. not as far off as i thought i thought for some reason we were all waiting till february for the well it extends all the way through march because wing one is january 28th wing two february 11th wing three february 25th and wing four on march 10th wow, it's weird to think that i'll be playing or close to playing animal crossing when the when that thing finally finishes uh coming out uh anyway that's, that's, that's a, gonna be perfect because they've said that there's gonna be no 835 so you're gonna need a little bit of uh a little bit of uh paying bells to a, a strict a strict landlord yeah uh, to wait until shadowlands and that was a confirmed thing you will know, hear it in this interview but jeremy mentioned this as well um and i wanted just to be sure about it because you know you never know with an expansion if they're gonna tack on extra stuff but it sounds like absolutely no there is no additional patch content outside of fixes and you know the normal sort of maintenance stuff between now and shadowlands which is a big chunk of time folks and um i have some concerns that this patch 8.3 is enough to hold people over if they plan to spend their time in wow until shadowlands uh we can talk a, bit, a little bit about that but i think so far uh despite the fact that there's no big land mass um i seem to be echoing what a lot of the community says which is the intro seems really cool uh the quest for all that seems great um the the, the horrific visions are cool and have a nice kind of roguelike quality to them which leads me down the road to wonder what uh the big tower thing in shadowlands might be like what's that called again tower of uh pain no big tower of sticking out there what's it called it's a the tower of dropping dropping the stuff in the tower i don't know what it is it's got a name and i don't remember the name chat room might remember Tor the name. torgast the tower of the damned that's the one torgast the tower of the damned which is uh, very much a sort of roguelike experience and and i like that uh, just a lot. don't call it the dark tower no that's a great book series yeah it's a good book series and a fine board game but uh don't want to get sued Anyway, Stephen King, Stephen King will send you a cease and desist from Sarasota, Florida, where he has a home. <laughs> oh, whoa, what? Wait, so you could visit with him and that Andrew. explains so much. Yeah, that does, explains so much. Does he's it? A Florida man. <laughs> well, he's I believe Stephen King has many homes, but yeah, he's mainly a Maine man, right? Like that's where he really hides out is Maine, but he'll come down there. I have gotten a, a total of three texts in my life from my dad who has been grocery shopping at a Publix and been like, oh, hey. Stephen King here is here again. Mm. Yeah, wait. I thought a... you got texts from Stephen King. That that would have been that would be incredible. nice. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. My I'm new... still working on becoming friends with him and uh, and and Brian Johnson from ACDC. Oh, he's down there. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. There's actually there's an episode of Top Gear where they go driving around uh, Sarasota in his cars. Oh, I thought he was. Uh, isn't he blind now? Or no, deaf now? Isn't that the deal? Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. yeah. And lost a lot of his hearing. Should have put uh, plugs in on stage. Anyway, but back to eight point. Anyway, back to eight point three. It's uh, despite okay. Let's talk about the concerns you had, Garrett, real quick. Last week you were talking about 
you were still sort of bummed that there wasn't a new zone and new content in new zone, that sort of thing. And now that you've actually dabbled, do you still feel that loss? Like that's a thing that you wish was there? Uh, yes and no. Mm. Um, like, yes, I, I, after, you know, a few days with it, frankly, um, I think this is, it feels a little bit like a light patch if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I am enjoying it more than I thought I would if, if, if for what that's worth. Yeah. The substance of the actual stuff seems good. Uh, it's just less than maybe we usually get. And here's the thing. This reminds me, and I can't be the only one to notice this. Um, and I didn't ask this in the interview because it's, I don't know, it's a weird question. But this reminds me of when Warlords was ending and we were waiting for Legion. And it it felt like, man, they're just not, they're just going to let Warlords go. They're just going to let it kind of dangle there and be what it is. And that's just going to be Warlords. And whatever they're working on now, they're hard at work. And then when it came out, we were like, whoa, Legion is the best expansion you guys have made in a long time, maybe the best you've ever made. Incredible. Almost like this feeling of like the, the every other feeling. Like they're working really hard on the next expansion to the point that it actually affects how you feel, uh, you know, a little lackluster about the tail end of the last one. So I hope that feeling translates to, oh my gosh, Shadowlands is an amazing expansion and now I understand there you know it was all hands on deck sooner than we thought and you know BFA was kind of one of the lower you know kind of a a dip whereas Legion was a peak and Shadowlands would be another peak and then we I guess we can look forward to the next one being a dip again I don't know um but you think there's anything to that Patrick or am I just seeing patterns where there are none because I I do feel like I'm seeing a pattern in these expansions there is uh, every other expansion pattern that seems to be uh real mm-hmm. i don't think it, it you know it's like uh we're noticing it but i don't think it's there's like a rule or physics law or anything that means it has to be like that um it i think this one is it seems fun i've currently played through uh like half of the intro quest. I think it's a bit long, honestly. Mm. I want to get into the the core of it, which is the the horrific visions. And I've played for an hour and a half. And the quests are the quests currently I'm I'm playing are not incredible. Um they're fine. But the 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 nice surprise is the um the 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 invasions which I expected to be similar to the uh, rather simple invasions we've had before, and these are a lot more full featured. They're kind of a an excuse to do world quests essentially, mm-hmm. and um, that's that seems like it has a lot more legs than um, if it was just regular invasions forever. Right? I, I see what you're saying. So, we actually got an email that talked about this. Uh, let's see, it says. I gotta find this one. This is a really good one. Um, shoot, where is it? Oh, here it is. Anastasia says, for casual players or those that don't have a group or a bunch of friends to play with, it's a pain in the tush in Pandaria, but Oldham is cool. Oh. So it sounds like they're... I just arrived in Pandaria, oh. and I haven't uh, started the quest yet, but even in Oldham, I was like... the the. I have to say, I understand why they... Uh, Remove the ability to 
auto group with mods. Mm-hmm. It made it a little bit too automatic. Yeah. Um, I kind of, as a uh, someone who has become a very casual WoW player, I kind of miss it. You know, I, I like the arcadey uh, uh, loop of just going in, do, knocking down a bunch of quests, uh, and and being done. And I, I wonder if part of my issue is I'm not sure I like the mage anymore. Mm. Um, I, I like it's not necessarily that I need a group to do the content that I did. It's solo quests. But the idea that I can't do everything I want because I'm a mage and I'm not, you know, DPS in general um, is kind of not intimidating per se, but it makes me want to play less kind Mm. of. It's like it seems like it's going to be a whole thing, a whole chore to try and do something. I was looking at uh, Mechagon, which is becoming a regular dungeon and that you can play, you know, uh, Q4. Yeah. Um, and and I know that I'm. it's going to be really hard to queue for that one specifically and even for dungeons in general because I'm just a DPS. I'm just a lonesome DPS. So anyway, that's a bit of a, 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 a side thing. But um, the experience I've had so far for the one quest and a half are cool. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, uh, how many, how much, how long legs it has. So yeah, we'll I, see. I'm, I, I have a lot of, thoughts about longevity at this point and i i worry that in you know well whatever this happens no matter what to a certain percentage of people but i just i just worry in a couple of months people are going to start to just feel like oh boy it is a long time till november or whatever the release date is well Um, i think that happens no matter what but have you played uh horrific visions yes they're very cool those are very cool. okay because yeah. that's the thing, uh, as, as a casual player as well, that's what I was trying to get to. Um, I feel like I, 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 would, I should be able to get to that a little bit quicker mm. because the quests aren't new. They're not really that different or that, uh, you know, interesting. Well, and you know, the you horrific like visions, which uh, is... Magni, the- yell, I'll meet you there mm. about every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Magni. Oh, we haven't talked about any of the... the uh, so, okay... Uh, we should probably talk about the the bits where the story stuff. What's his name shows up. Uh, I got a new quest. I got to meet him somewhere. Okay, all right. I'll hand that in and get a new quest. Well, I got to meet him over here. Yeah, that dude teleports to a lot of places. I found, and then waits for you to show up there. Um, but uh, what's his name shows up. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, Prince uh, the Dirtbag, uh, uh, handsome boy. What's his name? Rathion. Rathion, Rathion shows up. Yep. Uh, Thirsty son, dragon. Son of. Uh, Son of that de- sexy son of Deathwing is the official uh, name. You sexy son of a Deathwing. That's a it's a great thing. you would you would do worse to be called something else. Uh, but hey, look. So he cannot stop staring at his hair. He's got his hair's in, is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just incredible. I mean, incredible in in some ways. In other ways, kind of obnoxious. In some of the best ways. Uh, yeah, he's fine. Is it obnoxious because you can't stop staring at it longingly, Scott? His, is that why the hair is obnoxious? Is well, it obnoxious because you want to know what product he's using? I mean, part of it is, you know what, they really nailed it because when he walks in there and Anduin's kind of frustrated on the throne and he's like, oh, great, another advisor, that whole thing. Um, he shows up and Anduin clocks him. And like knocks, the most interesting Anduin has ever been. I 100% agree. This is what this is what I was waiting for for Anduin. Like l- finally, we take it. We take that dude to a place where I can, I can understand why he well, feels this way. It's good. Maybe, well, maybe. what 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 when else have you been like? Oh, Team Anduin, let's go. Name a time. I mean, 
the the thing is, Anduin's been interesting because he's different from everyone else, and he's ration, uh, uh, he's rational and and wants to avoid conflict. I'm not saying he isn't that anymore. He just you know punched Rathion once, but it's just it's not. I don't know that he wasn't interesting before. I guess is what I'm. Yeah, uh, fair point. But when he knocks, when you punch somebody so hard, they're their scales come off and you're not even in dragon form. <laughs> that is That's pretty cool. That awesome. is badass. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. It's very cool. So hats off to Taron Gregory and his team for, for another sweet in-game cinematic. I guess not in-game, but that... They are, they're so good. Middle game cinematic. Whatever. Yeah. They are very good. It's in-game. Yeah. I mean, it's in-game, but it's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not being rendered on the fly. It's still video. They, yeah, there's, there's still like... there's. We now have... I see three what you tiers mean. Three, of cinematics. There's right. like the pre-rendered beautiful stuff that we usually get only for new expansions, but we've gotten a ton of them this expansion. Yeah. There's this, which is like in-game, but like using a lot of different effects and actually it looks really nice and it's it's pretty. And then there's like in-game, in-game, which looks janky and usually has your character model in it. Yeah. And they move real it, that stuff's weird. I don't love those. But uh, the the uh, the second tier, which is what we're talking about, has just gotten better and better and better. And uh, you know, I'd watch a whole movie based on that stuff. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really dude. Good. Watch this, and then go watch the original Wrathgate. Like, oh, they've come so far. It's not even close. It's like it's like a different world. It's, incre- it's and, pretty and incredible. And yet, and yet, like like watching the OG unspecialized Death Star run, I still watch Wrathgate and yeah, get all. I, I get a little yeah. I don't tear up or anything, but I get excited. Did they think we had forgotten? Did they think we had forgiven? <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, um, I would have liked a full-blown tier one animated version of this confrontation. But I think, here's my theory, the entire cinematics team at Blizzard, the ones that do the top tier, like, you know, uh, the, the fully rendered business, I think they're all lying in... Uh, sort of a convalescence ward trying to repair themselves after the work they did with Diablo 4. So I don't blame them. I just think they're all pooped and uh, probably are well well working ahead on whatever is going to happen for uh, Shadowlands' launch. Uh, so watch for that. Uh, all right. This is a good time as any for me to insert this uh, interview. So I'm going to stick it in here now. When we come back, thoughts from the community and our reactions. We'll be right back. A great gust blew the Monkey King away. I'm Scott Johnson, as always, and today we're going to do something a little different. We haven't had an interview in a while with a dev at Blizzard, and I'm excited to have on the show with me today Jeremy Fiesel, game designer with the World of Warcraft team. Here we are post 8.3, and we're so happy to have Jeremy with us. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Excited to be here. Great to have you on. I, I was a big fan of your part in a certain aspect of BFA not long ago. And that is the uh, Island Expeditions. I know you had a lot to do with those. Uh, yeah, I spent most of my time working on Battle for Azeroth with the Islands team. I loved those, uh, that aspect of the game. And I thought I'd start today by just saying, um, you know, a lot of systems, they come into an expansion and they see their beginning, their midlife and their end life in the same expansion. And then we have new systems, the new expansion. And you don't always see a lot of those systems carry forward. I'm curious if Shadowlands... Uh, we'll see anything iterated from or that came out of what you guys learned from Island Expeditions. Well, you know, that was the one of the kind of interesting things about as we were evolving Battle for Azeroth through all of the different content updates was taking this wide variety of different systems and seeing what ways we could play with them. You know, what additional things can you add that change up your day-to-day gameplay and make things a little bit more interesting? And 
gave us some great opportunities to experiment with things like you know adding new islands or adding new island ecologies and then now in the latest update in visions of nazoth um we added a couple of new things for islands there's the ability to purchase a bag that has you know an item that you've probably been looking for on islands up until now so if you're one of those mount hunters that's really been after this particular islands mount you can finally go and spend some of your currency in order to uh, sort of target that particular reward which is something players have been asking for for a while and then there's also this completely crazy um, teaming islands brawl which is like a 10v10 pvp island that's going to be completely wacky that the pvp team worked on um, so something that, yeah, we've continued evolving all the way up in Divisions of Nazoth and sort of the foundations that we've learned from both um, island expeditions as well as the recent feature, the horrific Visions of Nazoth, that also, you know, have some of that um, small group, you know, one to five player replayability, high replayability value uh, associated with them um, are definitely informing how we're looking at um, one of our big features in Shadowlands, and that's Torghast, the Tower of the Damned, mm. this, this sort of roguelike endgame system. Um, but parts of that were definitely born out of everything we learned on the island system, for sure. I'm a gigantic roguelike and roguelite fan. I play a lot of little indie games that sort of are built around those systems. So refreshing to see that sort of thing come into, into Warcraft. I'm curious, are, are you or others on the team... Um, kind of hard-boiled <laughs> roguelike fans is that where all that all that passion comes from absolutely a bunch of us are like hardcore old school roguelike fans and we, you know we've all played like rogue legacy and dead cells and um, in particular i play a lot of dungeon crawl which is kind of really really old school ascii oh right roguelike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i remember playing a bunch of weird stuff back in the day that were just like uh, it informed so much of what i love about games now um, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see how that stuff goes. Back to 8.3 a little bit, uh, or staying within 8.3, Visions of Nazoth has been out for a couple of days. Uh, you guys seem pretty pleased with what you've got. Uh, uh, any, any um, I guess, what's the general temperature around the team? Are you excited about what people are going to deal with today as well as when uh, the new, uh, uh, excuse me, the new uh, instance starts to hit and people are starting to play that. Very excited to see what the sort of hardcore 12 boss raid is going to look like, especially during, you know, those first couple of weeks of um, uh, top tier progression. Like those are always super fun to watch for our team. You know, we put it up on the big screen in the middle of the encounter pit. Everybody sort of gathers around for all the exciting moments. We do actually clap for players when they win. We're not like disappointed, so <laughs> it's a positive thing for us too. Sure, um, the bosses are supposed to lose convincingly. That's a boss's job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, some of them are much more convincing than others. Sure, um, but yeah. So I think that you know, especially the the sort of overall package that came with Visions of Nazoth, we're very happy with um, the concept of Nazoth as an enemy, as this you know sort of crazy bad guy comes through from the very beginning of the questing all the way through lesser visions and through horrific visions and having all of these elements layer on top of each other but have a very consistent theme i think it's really helped get across sort of the theme of the patch as a whole it feels like a very cohesive package yeah i agree and it's great to be back to ice crown a little and back to pandaria a little and just sort of i don't know pull parts of the world back in that we haven't been to in a while if we haven't been alting or something and 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 see them play key parts in not just story, but in, you know, some of the broad mechanics of of the content in this patch. And I think that stuff's really great to see. Um, it, in fact, kind of leads into this question we got from a listener. His name is Sethos. He plays on Earthen Ring. And he had this question. 
Uh, 8.25 story content felt super impactful with the conclusion of the war campaign. How does 8.3 feel in terms of story and lead up to Shadowlands? Are you guys happy with, uh, I guess, the progression of where the story is now and, and how it will uh, ultimately lead to Shadowlands? I think it's ultimately a, a strong finale for Battle for Azeroth as a whole. Like, we're taking on this very insidious bad guy who has been whispering at us for many years. Um, it, it's an awesome kind of sort of fan favorite um, ethos going into the... Uh, or mythos rather going into the old god elements and uh we really wanted to take that to 11 this time like not only have the old god take over multiple zones but also when you go into nihilotha the raid for this particular content update um being able to show for the first time this isn't an old god that's chained up anymore this isn't Cthune down at the bottom of encourage right like surrounded by bugs and sand <laughs> this is his world and his vision for the terrifying future and i think that really gets to like what nazoth is all about um when we were initial concepting like the raid we basically just took a look at the chronicle and there's that one awesome page that shows the black empire back when it was giant ziggurats that towered over these cathraxy generals and, you know, Nazoth in the background. And we just said, yeah, no, we're making that. We're totally. <laughs> That's what you want to end an expansion pack on. Um, so as far as like a finale, I think it's a spectacular finale. It's a great way for players to, you know, finally take it to an old god. And, and um, it gave us the opportunity to do some really fun stuff with, for example, the corrupted gear and with kind of playing with people's expectations um, and then creating a really long tailed um gameplay element for players with the horrific visions where it feels like there's a lot of different difficulties that you can challenge yourself with over time. I think all those are great things to end an expansion pack on. I agree. It's fun to also see it shift from uh, this sort of on the ground approach that we've had with BFA, a lot of sort of, um, you know, political upheaval and stuff going on and, and that sort of thing. And then be reminded as we often are in Warcraft, that there are powers at play that we don't necessarily understand or forgot were there or have been there all along and now have a chance to, make a mess of things. And I think that you hit kind of this story crescendo there that had, you know, had its finale with Sarafang facing off against Sylvanas. And everybody needs to have a little bit of that breathing time so that we can show what's happening within the Alliance. And we can show interactions between Anduin and Rathian, of course, which, you know, we had to. And we can show things like what's going on with the Horde and, and why did they not want the Volpera to join them yet? You know, if you went through the Volpera quest line, like it's very much about, no, you we're a fractured leadership right now and we need to take stock of what's going on. We need to talk with each other and figure out what the plan is moving forward before anybody can even lead an army to go, you know, find Sylvanas, which will be the next step after this. But, you know, things came up. Nazoth. Yeah, <laughs> a very specific thing, if you want to look at it. I mean, I haven't seen as many tentacles since yogg Saron was hanging around. So uh, it's uh, it's fun to play around in that kind of eldritch horror sort of uh, space in, War in Warcraft, a place we don't get to spend a ton of time in. This has been a question of mine for a while. Is it Does it feel risky, or did it feel risky to you guys, or was it a challenge, I guess, to try to get into that stuff and make a, a major mechanical change to the way people are playing it on a day-to-day -day basis that deals with how their minds are being affected. In other words, like instead of saying, well, here's a thing in front of you and you've got to kill it. This is a little bit like, well, it's not unlike some raid instances in the past where, you know, you lose control of your character and everyone's got to DPS you down until you get your control back or whatever. Um, it feels like, kind of madness as a concept can be tricky in games. And I wonder if that was a challenge for you guys. 
So I think that the the real challenge there is when you try to um, try to hit that value, uh, or in a gameplay sense um, and in a story sense, in a bunch of different systems, and making them feel like when they're all overlapped, it feels like a cohesive package. So in this case, that is coming up with the sanity mechanics, both for lesser visions and for horrific visions, making sure those are consistent between the two gameplay elements and that they uh, add to your experience. And I think it really helps add that sort of visual timer to horrific visions that gives you that extra sort of timer stress and gameplay stress of looking out for particular enemies or particular abilities that makes it a little bit more interesting. It's like having an additional health bar. But then that has to live harmoniously with um, the effects of, say, getting corrupted gear in a way such that a player has an interesting decision to make there about, you know, I can't get quite very far in visions on my own. I'm going to take more pieces of corrupted gear. I'm going to deal with this extra gameplay element because it gives me extra power because that's how I want to play. And making sure that when you you find all those things, it, you know, really hits that play style of that player in a way that makes them feel satisfied for winning and getting further and being able to counter all those mechanics. Uh, earlier you mentioned the Volpera and it reminds me of a question that we got from Kidigree on the Chamber of Aspects server who had this question. Volpera and Mechanomes are awesome, he says. Uh, are they the final allied races though or are there plans to have more going forward? I mean, obviously uh, there's a lot we don't know about Shadowlands, but in a, in a more near-term sense, um, you know, are these... Are these the big cappers to the allied races for a while? So we like the allied race system. Um, It provides players with sort of this awesome additional layer of customization, both for what their character looks like, as well as the backstory of their character, which I think is really important to some people. Um, And then it gives us the opportunity to mess around with new racials, too, which is something we don't get to do all that often, so we can come up with some wacky and overpowered ones like, you know, the Volpera Bag of Tricks or the Make Camp ability, which I think players are having a lot of fun with already, or the Mechanomes ability that they have, you know, a key in their pinky because that feels really (laughs) like a mechanical gnome. Um, That's something we don't get to design, you know, super often. Uh, So it was a lot of fun to play around with. And I think that we like the system a lot. Uh, You know, I don't know if... um, when the next time we're going to see an allied races, we're going to have to go through some story probably and then see you know, what feels right. I think there's a certain amount of getting the player involved with a particular group um, before we're ready to make it an allied race. Well, uh, so it, nothing to announce right now, but, you know, we like the system and I wouldn't say that we would never do another one in the future. Sure. I like um, I like where you went with that. It's, it's actually a good reminder once in a while to remember that these allied races don't just happen. They're usually they seem to be tied to a story element or a. Uh, something in the game that you know necessitates the need for okay now it's now it's time to unlock this race we need the high mountain uh torrent now this is when we need them or whatever am i right in assuming that you guys like the the idea of the the you know let the we don't just willy-nilly say here are some races we're putting out folks it's more like no here are these these creatures or these beings you spent a bunch of time with you've uh come to maybe even love this race and dealing with them and building rep for them and now you can be them um is am i right to assume that that's kind of how you guys prefer to do things rather than just say oh here's a list of races let's just start shovel them off to the community yeah totally you want i mean it's going to be a member of your faction that your friends are going to race change into you're going to see it running around your capital city you want to know a lot about what that group is about it also allows us to provide some really interesting sort of diplomatic interactions between the leaders of these different groups which helps you know expand our existing uh, faction characters like Anduin or say you know uh, 
when Mela High Mountain is now joining Bane on a lot of his adventures. That's interesting. And suddenly these additional stories start to kind of blossom out from there. And none of that's meaningful without, you know, a huge amount of backstory. Yeah. We got a question here from Soapy Pony. Great name. Uh, didn't specify his server, but he says this. If I level a Lightforge DK, will I get heritage armor or can I only get it when I'm leveling a non-DK from level 20? And this is, I mean, this is a little bit Shadowlands related, but we got a lot of DK questions out there floating around. It made me think that maybe this hasn't been answered. So maybe you can, maybe you can't. I'm actually not sure of the answer to that one. I think you have to level it from 20, but um, yeah, not sure, actually. So I that would be my take as well, but don't take my word for it. We're not sure, uh, but the 50 or so people that said I should ask that question. Now, we should look into that and get you a response. <laughs> now, yeah. now you know there is no answer yet, just... They'll be, they'll be, they'll be fine for now. Wrath and Kata had these fantastic sort of pre-final raid heroic dungeons in ICC and End Times respectively. I loved that stuff back in the day. And a bunch of people were asking the question, this seems like a great time to bring some of that stuff back. Are you guys planning on doing anything similar this time around? Post 8.3. So I think that uh, the idea of putting out dungeons as content update um, content is is interesting. And it's something that we've done in the past. That was one of our intents behind the Mechagon Mega Dungeon this time around. And what we ended up doing in Visions of Nazoth was the split of that into two uh, separate wings for the heroic version. Uh, and so that with 8.3 being our final large content update, um, we're not going to see another dungeon. But yeah, we like the idea. And I think they've made that pretty clear. Even at BlizzCon, it was reiterated that 8.3 is that is the final major content patch of this Correct. of this of this run, which means, you know, there's a lot there to do, but people can start setting their sights on where am I going to be when when Shadowlands comes out. So uh, very, exci- very exciting times. I love this transition period. It's always fun to just get excited about new stuff coming play around with the, the latest release. And uh, I think other players are feeling that too. I got a message here from Oppressed from the Lothar US server. I hope he's not actually oppressed in real life. He says, we have seen hints of Nazoth throughout many expansions now. How long has Nazoth's storyline been waiting to be told? Have you guys just been sitting on that one for years going, man, we got to get to that guy one day? Pretty much. I mean, it's always been in the back of our mind that there there were these three sort of major old god forces that were remaining. Um, and we've been through two of them, kind of two and a half, I guess, if you talk about Yasarge's heart going off and doing Yasarge things. Um, and it was always in the back of our mind of, hey, you know, Nazoth should come about at the right time. We wanted the, the, that to be related to Nazjatar, uh, because, you know, obviously there's a strong interaction between the two. Um, but it wasn't until we started ideating for what the overarching story of this expansion before we really knew that that made a lot of sense. You've got a story about two factions that are warring with each other and making kind of interesting decisions that in some cases are a little bit out of character. Um, and if you recall, all the way back prior to the launch of Battle for Azeroth, Nazoth was already, a, or actually I guess this came out a little bit after, um, but Nazoth is already a part of the, the Warbringers series long, long time ago. Oh, um, right. So he's always been a little bit in the background here as something that's kind of been whispering around and just waiting for the right time. He was always the one of the weaker of the old gods, but the one that did the most thinking. Um, so he, you know, obviously he survived the longest, so there's something to be said for thinking. Yeah. That dude, uh, he's resilient if nothing else, I suppose, as old gods go. Um, here's a, here's a question from Tanner Goodman, a uh, place Salem on the earthen ring server. That's our server. 
So this is about auction houses. And um, one of my favorite parts of 8.3 is the changes to the auction house. Um, he says, regarding the much needed and appreciated improvements to the auction house, will we ever get a cross-realm auction house? Some servers have got great economies, others not so great. Would really love to see a multi-server auction house in the future. Uh, this has been broached a few times at BlizzCons and other things, but um, I don't know. Wondering what the current thinking is on that. Will we ever see cross-faction slash cross-realm auction houses? I don't believe there are any plans for that right now. Certainly an interesting idea, and we're really looking forward to people's feedback now that I'm assuming we're going to be seeing a decent uptick of um, people that have never even used the auction house before getting on there and playing around with it. So we get a whole new round of feedback, and then we'll see where we go from there. I am a horrendous auction house player. I don't make a lot of money. I'm not good at it. But I can tell you just even from my my sort of crappy skills when it comes to being good at auction house uh, stuff, it these changes are great. Um, absolutely loving the update. Uh, so whoever was in charge of that, well done to them. That was amazing. Yeah, I think our UI team really just kicked it out of the park. On yeah, they did a really good job. Got a kind of a, well, okay, this is my question. But Rathion, who's back now, um, a little more mature, uh, very handsome <laughs> these days. Uh, did you guys? About the mature. Well, that's a good point. Um, but do you did you guys know just how memey he was going to be? Like uh, my internet feeds, my my social feeds are just crammed with Rathion jokes and Rathion memes. In the last oh, yeah. three or four days, uh, was that pretty apparent early on? I mean, you saw some art and went, "Oh boy, okay, this guy's going to be great." Um, I've okay, got, so yeah. when you're sitting down with like Taryn Gregory and the the <laughs> IGC guys talking about, you know, what is our next big character moment going to be? There's always a little bit of that yeah. discussion or thinking in the background about, ah, I am, you know, Magni's short, and that's going to be funny. This time, when he pitched, you know, Anduin punching Rathian in the face and that flinging some scales off of him. Yeah, yeah, everybody knew what was coming. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it turned out really great. And um, I really like talking to Taryn about this sort of stuff as well. And I'm always curious about how those processes happen internally. And so uh, thank you for the brief glimpse and uh, what it's like <laughs> to build a new meme out of Rathion. Uh, somebody, we've got a number of questions saying, are Rathion and Anduin ever going to be a number? We don't have to answer that here, but I don't know. Love is in the air. We'll have to see. They gotta focus on Nazoth. Right <laughs> That's right. There is there are bigger fish to fry in Azeroth <laughs> at the moment. I got a great one here that uh, comes up all the time on our show, and not just from listeners, but from hosts as well. Uh, Benjamin on Blades Edge wrote in and says, "I love the tabard system in Wrath of the Lich King. I'd love to see that come back and allow us to gain rep and/or currency doing other activities in the game. Any chance of a comeback? I think I already know the answer to this in terms of the short term, but I'm curious if." Uh, if that's gotten any talk on on the team. So it's one of the things that comes up fairly regularly um, when we're discussing improvements that we'd like to make moving uh, into the Shadowlands for elements like world quests and emissaries. And one of the things that um, we're looking into for sure is are there ways to give players more agency in how they obtain reputation? Mm -hmm. Because it was definitely feeling a little bit like, okay, I can go do my world quests, but... Is there something additional that I can do, uh, maybe even, you know, doing other types of content or with a particular gating to it so you can't just, you know, run dungeons for 24 hours? But are, are there other ways that I can sort of express my agency as a player? And that's definitely one of the things we're focusing on for our next round. I'm with him. And I kind of there's, there's times I forgot that that was even a thing or why I was doing it, because there was a while in Wrath where that's all I wanted to do was run dungeons. I just loved it. I didn't care how repetitive they felt. I didn't care how many times I did them. I just loved doing them. And there was just this added benefit that, oh, yeah, this tabard I'm wearing is actually benefiting me with with rep, which I, you know, isn't there, there are times in my wild life where I have not wanted to do rep grinding 
and that made it easy. So I can see why a lot of players are kind of uh, looking for something like that again. And I'd be curious to see what you guys do in the future. And I think we want to support that type of player's play style. If, if you're, you know, the dungeoning player that even wants to level your character up during dungeons, then um, we should be supportive of that in any way that we can. We just want to avoid the kind of degenerate cases. I'm, uh, I think that it's going to about do it for us, uh, Jeremy. This is amazing to have you on here. Um, I'm very excited about not just this patch, but what's to come for World of Warcraft. Shadowlands is looking so cool and so many great new systems coming. I'm very excited about the future of World of Warcraft as much as I ever have been and uh, really look forward to seeing what else uh, you guys do as a team. So thank you so much for uh, for being here and being a part of it today. Sure, man. Thank you. Great questions. Do you know what she's done while you've been hiding? I left that life behind. I'm no one's savior. I will not lead the horde. I didn't ask. And we're back. That was a great interview. <laughs> Here on the live show, we just sort of didn't do anything. We just moved on. But thanks, Jeremy Fiesel, once again for being on the show. And thank you, Blizzard, for making that possible. It was great to have him on. And I look forward to talking to him again. He was a cool dude. Uh, all right. Some of your thoughts from the community that we can respond to here. For example, Sethos from Earthen Ring. We know that server because we have characters there, Garrett and I. Uh, it's good, he says, about the patch. I like the loop. Oh, no, this is Lodvar. Different person, sorry. Lodvar says, it's good. I like the loop, but the introduction is way too long. Also make those essences account wide. Come on, says Lodvar. Seems to agree with Patrick on the uh, introduction being a little too long. A little long in the tooth there. I, I I'm, the very, loop. I'm with Patrick. I'm with Lodvar. Because, like, I, I, I don't mind that this is kind of a lighter patch. And now that I finally have flying, I'm very much ready to go alt crazy. But, God, man, this expansion is just rough for alts. Yeah. It is rough. <laughs> and it's not getting better. No, not alt friendly. I mean, I don't know that Legion was all that alt friendly, but it was it was no, alt friendly. No, it wasn't. Well, if, if there was a, a, a major critique I would throw uh, towards Legion, it's that. Yeah. Kind of kicked this off and but at least gone away in BFA. That's true. But at least that alt experience was almost like its own game because you because the, the, the weapon progression stuff was unique to every class and so you were doing something completely different than you were doing on the other one it's not like you're repeating a well, lot of the, content. The, the questing the, the, the questing was unique but just the process of leveling it up wasn't really no you were just hanging out in your order hall doing the same junk you were doing in your yeah, other order that's, hall. that's true it's just different skin on the same stuff i guess in a lot of ways yeah yeah the um the but the the, the class hall quests yeah those were super Super unique, and I'd love to do one of those. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, here's one from Sethos, who I mentioned before. It says, I'm really enjoying the horrific visions loop, but the fact that the story doesn't have much going on beyond the initial unlock, unlock cloak, uh, do a vision, now go kill Nazoth chain, is a big bummer. After the war campaign patches, I was expecting, I was expecting a little more, says Sethos. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think this, we, we've sort of said it, it's somewhat light patch by all accounts, uh, by, by previous expansion standards, or certainly by the last expansion standards. But it feels about in line with Warlords and maybe a bit Cataclysm-y in terms of final content. Although Cataclysm, what was Cataclysm's final patch? What did they give us there? I don't remember. It was the, the final raid with Deathwing. Was it? That was the final thing they did, right? I there was. Getting... 
I think you're thinking of Ruby Sanctum being tacked onto the very, very end of Wrath of the Lich King. Oh, that is what I'm thinking of. And that wasn't very good. Ruby it, Sanctum. It was, yeah, it, it very much felt like a, like a, like a stopgap. Yeah, that was like a, hey, we gotta, we gotta do something before, because we got a long time before, uh, whatever. But, uh, the end of Pandaria didn't feel, Pandaria felt really long in the tooth to me. Like it really went, it really extended, it really stayed until the end and had something to do all the way to the end. But if you ask me what that was that I was doing, I probably couldn't tell you. A lot of dailies, I know. I did a lot I, of freaking dailies. I honestly can't think of a single expansion that I feel like gave me enough to do until the next expansion in, in the end. Like yeah, I've, that's true. I've always, at the end of every WoW expansion, gone, all right, when are we getting something else? That's a good point. Uh, here's another Patrick. Patrick, there's another Patrick who wrote in. You want to hear this from Patrick? Oh, Patrick? he's got to be good. Says, hey, Instance Crew, long time, first time. I noticed a number of bugs and issues with this patch, major one being that Magni just decided he wanted to fall through the elevator ad infinitum while in the halls of origination. Oh, that's not great. Yep. Oh, laddie. <laughs> You'll have to come back and reset the quest, laddie. All right. Not to mention uh, just not being able to accept or complete quests. I've not seen any of that personally, but uh, I guess to each his own. Uh, anyway, he says, not sure if you've had any issues, but do you think the new pressure from Activision could be pushing content too quickly? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean, I understand that sentiment sometimes. Um, and there's always, when something goes wrong, it's easy to go, hmm, could this be Activision meddling in our plans once again? Like, this is a little too easy of a go-to for that sort of thing. But in this case, no. Like, bugs happen. Sometimes they're, their clients, sometimes their servers, sometimes they're both. Sometimes it's just busy servers on the week of a new patch. Like I, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll tighten that stuff up. Not a big deal. I mean, we're talking about literally the company that has been flamed ad nauseum for not releasing games and canceling games and saying they weren't releasing games. Uh, like a few months ago and they're still in that situation listen this isn't the cd project red podcast patrick <laughs> <laughs> yeah those guys no, but you know what i mean i mean obviously they they haven't released anything for the past couple of years and there have been a lot of issues with that so you know we can't have it both ways uh, uh yell at them for uh, not releasing companies, uh, releasing games, and then saying, "Oh, they're being pushed to release too fast." Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm just really amused by how minor uh, this this bug is to me, and that uh, the Patrick the writer in is just just jumps straight to conspiracy. Oh, he's he's asking, I guess. You know, he's not being obnoxious about it. But I don't think he's being obnoxious. I just think it's funny. I think yeah. he's like, yeah. Like, it's like, it's an oh, easy go to. Someone fell through the floor. Oh, it's Bobby Kotick. <laughs> He's here. This is his fault. Yeah. For some reason, my quest giver disappeared. The NPC's gone. Kotick. I'm not saying that's that's how how Leopold meant this. It's how I'm reading it in my head, and I find it amusing. Oh yeah, I should say that Leopold on Dragon Spire Horde or Dragon Spine Horde is where da he's from. Dagger Spine. What I say, Dragon. Dragger, dagger, dagger. Yeah, you said two different things, and they weren't dagger spine. Yep, I said nothing of the of the right thing. <laughs> uh, Ether wrote in, says, "Good morning, instance crew. I'm not quite sure if this is a hot take about the new 8.3 patch, but so far it seems really interesting. My big sort of complaint, though, is that I played a lot of BFA, mostly for the story, and never got super hardcore into the expansion due to grad school. I rated a little in my gu uh, guild, <laughs> Gwauld." 
but I was never a high DPS or a lock uh, super geared because of time. Or uh, as a lock or super geared because of time. That makes sense. Anyway, however, not that I'm done completely with grad school. Can, can we pause for just a, a second to berate him for choosing to work hard at school <laughs> instead of playing WoW? <laughs> I mean, what a new, what, right? Serious. How? What? How do you even call yourself a player? My Low. gosh! How Low. dare you try and build yourself a life of value? Yeah. How dare you look <laughs> think of your future and all the all the when potential you, you have? Why? Why would you do it? Why don't you just play ten hours a day in twenty? Look at this. People good like student. that. Seriously, they're just like barely one notch above the people who blame Kotick for everything. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, for some reason I don't know why Patrick's Skype is. It's oh, you're currently okay. blocked. I don't know why you're you're frozen. Uh, it's because Patrick at the start of the show before we actually got on online said I don't understand why everyone craps on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can. So give you wait, two what's examples. happening? Can I do anything to fix it? Alt, or? alt tab and see what happens. You look like the the T one thousand after Arnold shot it in the face with a shotgun. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and on my side, you're just frozen. So it just it depends on where, okay. where we're getting. Should I remove video then? Do we do we? That's up to you. You guys want to just see my ugly face that for looks... the rest of the thing stream? Yeah. Do Let's it. try to reset video Whoa. and we'll see if it helps. Oh, that totally fixed. Yeah, you're good now. Okay. Excellent. Uh, you're welcome. All right. So anyway, grad school guy. He says this. Uh, he says he has a slight hot take that isn't too much. I'm so overwhelmed with the amount of things to do. I guess I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I finally figured out where to start the new Oldham campaign last night, but unfortunately, I started the instance about 10 minutes before the server slash instance shut down last night, so I might try it again tonight. I just think that there is a bit too much, which I think is good for the people who stuck with each patch on release. Maybe uh, good for me in the long run, but right now, it just feels stressful. Sorry, that not might, might uh, have all been a bit of a word jumble. Hope you all enjoy uh, if you're playing right now, says Ether. Well, Ether... This is an age-old thing, though. If you have not been in for a while and you come back to the game, there's a ton to do. T ton to do. If you've kept up with BFA, you're going to feel like there's less to do or that you're going to feel like this isn't that much tacked on to the end as a major patch. Um, so it really does kind of depend on when you're coming at the game. I can't even imagine what a new player feels like right now. Like, if you came to this game and it says, oh, this comes with a, a boost to 110, does it? Interesting. Let's just take that boost and let's start wherever it puts me. It's overwhelming <laughs> the number of systems that are in the game now compared to uh, if, if people had started a long time ago and came back or if you never touched it ever. Like it's a big it's a big beast and it's a thing they have to balance and it's hard. So I don't you know, I understand how you feel. Um, but I think at least when you when you come back for the start of an expansion, it's it's definitely a lot more manageable mm -hmm. uh, when you come back, like especially on the last patch, it is really hard. Yeah, this is true. Sean says, intro is lovely. And first time around, the daily loop feels easy to achieve and rewarding. Really looking forward to seeing the raid in a week and the cloak upgrades. Some performance hitches on OS X, though. Uh, that is to say, Mac OS Catalina. Haven't taken away from my enjoyment, though. Uh, so a good review from a uh, Mac user. Always good to see. Uh, Don says, love the quest chain uh, in the intro. Not sure about my desire to run it on multiple characters. Again, mm. not yeah. very uh, alt friendly. But when is the game I mean, alt friendly? Not very even often. even for for me. I'm. I was saying earlier. I I'm not super happy with my DPS right now. I was thinking. You know, I have a 
a few characters at 110, including my druid, which I often play. I can't, you know, the, the prospect of leveling and then having to do all of this again, for again, for someone who's relatively casual and like, whatever, I'm just going to stick with the DPS and wait to see what happens next expansion. Do you feel like part of the problem with your mage is not just that it's you, you're a DPS, so therefore you're not going to get, you know, you don't get the same uh, love that a tank or a healer does in, in group content? Is it that or is oh, it... Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I know that's what you're saying, but do you think part of it is that you don't like where the mage is now? Like, like how... It's possible, yeah. Mechanically, is it not doing it for you anymore? Or I'm just curious about, like, mm. the state of the mage, because you've played that mage since the dawn of man. Yeah. It, it was my first character. I've gone to the druid to have more flexibility over uh, the expansions, and now I figured, you know, I'm going to try the mage again, and eh, I'm not... I, I think I'm going to switch back just because I play a little bit less or a lot less. Mm. Um, but yeah, also I've been staunchly attached to the fire spec. And I guess it's not the most fun one or not the most... I should uh, uh, switch it up a little bit. I have three specs and I don't know why I'm sticking to the one. Um, I should switch it up, I, I suppose. Maybe I'll try that. But my... My worry is more that when I want to do something, um, horrific visions is fine because you can play solo or you know only DPS or whatever. Um, but anything grouped, then I know it's going to be tough. And maybe it's also because I have the memory of that uh, horrendous uh, anniversary raid <laughs> when I I had to wait like you know two or three hours yeah, to do one wing. That was bad. And uh, and it's not going to be like that. Right. When for for regular dungeons, it's usually about ten minutes, which is much more manageable. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. how I feel. I, it's I how I you. feel. Okay, feelings are real too. I completely agree. Like my feeling right now, and I, I keep saying this might just be a me thing because I think it might be, but I I have this problem, and I do it with all sorts of things: phones, uh, computing technology, uh, sequels to movies. Like when something new gets announced, I suddenly go like, "What you?" <laughs> Like, how interested am I in, in playing, uh, uh, dusting off my PlayStation 4 today? Not at all. Why? Because I know there's a new box coming, and I don't care anymore about the current thing. I, I don't know why I do that, but I do it with everything, and WoW's no different. I care about it a little bit more. That's not the same thing at all, though. It kind of is. I mean, when you say, it? yeah, oh yeah. When you say to me, um, if you say to me, hey, there's, uh, there's this cool new patch for WoW, and... I know that Shadowlands oh, is coming later expansion. in the year. Okay, all right. Then I'm, yeah, in, in my mind, the expansion is like the new thing. And yeah. so to me, it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Same thing goes for consoles. I don't want to play current gen consoles. I want to see what's next. And when I know I have a, like this, a slower video card than, than everyone else is using, drives me crazy. And it's not like a jealousy, like I got to have what everybody else has thing. It's not that. It's just, I just get my I, I fixate on what's next and I can't wait for that. And so what's current, just I just know it's temporary. I just know that this is all going to go away soon. And that's how this feels a little bit for me. Again, it's a me thing and I've been doing I've done it since the beginning. So wow has always been this for me since day one. Uh, when 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 BC was announced, I was like, well, vanilla, I don't want to play them. I don't want to play. I want to play. I want to play this expansion when it comes out. And then when same thing happens when Wrath came. Wrath came or was was coming out. And I'm like, well, I don't want to play any more BC. I want to play Wrath of the Lich King. That sounds amazing. So it's just that, and I I need to work on that because it's not a it's not the healthiest approach to video games. But um, but then again, I'm playing The Witcher three again now. 
for who knows why. And it's not the show's <laughs> fault. I don't I haven't even seen the whole show yet. It's not even that. It's just you know what it is. It's just I I just uh, that's an amazing game and it holds up five years later and looks brand new and beautiful still and and there's no reason not to f- play it. And there's tons of gameplay there. Plus now I got to wait till September for the next game. So I certainly make exceptions. What were we talking again? What what were we talking about? You know, again? video games, video games, and how oh, they. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Video games, and now they're, you know, I don't like the old and busted, even when they're not. And that's, again, it's a me thing. I'll work on it, okay? okay. I'll work on it. Uh, Justin says, love the Alliance quest. Just had fun time going through it. Looking forward to the raid. But more importantly, I'm super stoked to watch the race to world first again. Really like the cloak, daily quest, visions too. Just something new and fun to do again. So very positive take from Justin, uh, who said that on Twitter. Uh, Antonio says, I died a lot because of stubbornly using, um, or sorry, my stubbornly use of gear with too much corruption on it. So don't do that in the horrific visions, I guess. There's a way to overdo it. So have corrupted gear been in the game since the last patch, or is it a new thing of this patch? It's a new thing. Brand new thing. It's a new thing. Okay. I I wanted to mention it. is a mechanic that I really like. I think it's really cool. Um, I just figured out what it was. I knew about it before, but seeing it like on my gear, I think it's uh, it's a really cool new way to approach gearing, which is you know the, the thing we do the most uh, in the game. So I do want to give them points for that. In a yeah, I agree. Uh, I've been a little bit more negative. But same. Well, really like it. That is cool. Yeah, that yeah. part's cool. I mean, actually, Garrett, this is a good question. How do you feel about the just the eldritch horror sort of tentacle, you know, monster stuff in general? Like, oh, it, it's fantastic as long as you're not in Oldham, because I'm pretty sure they forgot they were supposed to put tentacles out there. <laughs> they forgot the tentacles. You're saying, all right, dude, the, the veil looks amazing. Yeah, like they did a really good job. When I went out there, I was like, holy crap, look at this. There's mm-hmm. tentacles and eyeballs everywhere. There's some new creepy underground thing where you got to go fight a big monster. Mm-hmm. It's everything I wanted. And then I went to Oldham. I'm like, this is just freaking Oldham. Yeah, it's kind of just Oldham. It looks the same. Yeah, which so I like. I already like Oldham. You start but... with, uh, in the Energy. Horde, you start with uh, with Pandaria? You yes right because in in the in the alliance you start with Oldham and maybe that's why I was really underwhelmed. It was just like okay, it's Oldham, Oldham, yeah. And you do well, I went to Oldham first as well. I just I think you can choose. Can't you choose? For the the purpose, no, no, no. You go to Oldham first. You do go to Oldham first. Yeah, I got mixed up. And I I stopped after that, and I didn't go back until late that evening to to pick it back up. And like, I was talking to some friends about it. Like, what do you think about eight point three? I'm like, I think this is the worst thing I've ever played (laughs) because the only thing I had seen was Oldham, and it's bad in my opinion. Yeah. Um, But then that night I went out to Battle of Eternal Blossoms, and I'm like, dude, this looks amazing. Oh my god, this is great. Yeah. And you need that. You need that too. You need the. I don't know. For this patch to work for me in this sort of a mechanic of, of sanity and insanity, I, for it to work, I need the aesthetic to be there. You know, I need to just see these eyeballs on everything. I need to see. I need to feel that that sense yeah, of them, that stuff. Oldham feels very much like a like a just a little tacked on extra piece of cataclysm because it's, it's very brightly lit. I'm, you know, I'm fighting the same kind of things I was fighting in Cata. Like, I don't know. It's not doing it for me. Yeah. Well, more tentacles, please. I have hope. Yeah. Maybe tentacles don't like sand. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. 
How does that work? <laughs> Tentacles are allergic to sand. You We're ever... all Anakin Skywalker now. Oh my gosh! I it's all come full circle. Uh, we got uh, a couple more emails, but I'm gonna save them for later in the show because they're just a little more general. But uh, a lot of good feedback, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of talk. Hope people are enjoying the patch. Let's do a brief look at the rest of Blizzard. Oh, that's not right. There, here it is. All right, so uh, there's not a lot going on. They tend to pace this stuff out so that the game of the moment moment is getting its spotlight. WoW's currently it, but uh, Overwatch, really not a lot going on in there. Um, other than, you know, it's a fun shooter. Have fun that, fun, have fun shooting. Well, there's the uh, Year of the Rat thing. All right. Yeah, but they, that's just is, recycled uh, stuff, and there's a couple new skins, right? It's yeah. not a huge deal. Yeah, essentially, yes. yes. Yeah. So not a lot. Not a big deal. Hearthstone, though. Always hearing the Hearthstone's got it kicking. I saw a new video with those guys uh, pretending like they're up in Northrend uh, doing a little news news thing. That was kind of cool, Garrett. What's going on? What's going on in Hearthstone? Uh, well, I mean, that video was for the same thing we talked about last week, uh, Galakron's Awakening, the, uh, the the final the, the final single-player edition for this standard year uh, is coming out next week. Oh, it's gonna, yeah, I was going to ask release, so next week. Next Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, I believe so. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I never know dates. Speaking of which, can anyone tell me when did Tuesdays become like the standard day to release your video games and or patches? When did that happen? Because it's not just, uh, like, you know, Blizzard. It's everybody. 2002, I think. Yeah, that's it. And, and did someone just stand up and go, I hereby, I proclaim Tuesday as the day we do new releases, occasionally Friday, but mostly Tuesday. And plus, hasn't Blizzard been doing a lot of Friday releases? Yeah, they've been doing some Fridays. And you'll see sometimes big releases. But Nintendo does a lot of Fridays for some reason. Uh, but it just it's such a standard now. I, I, I want to know the origins of it because I don't know who, who chose it or why. Maybe it's a trading thing, like uh, when stock markets do things. Or maybe it's a... Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Why was the arbitrary thing chosen to do a Tuesday? Is it because right before a launch, you need that Monday to just sort of... Everyone's, you know, all everyone's heads are together and weekend's over and you didn't have to work all I mean, like maybe that's it i don't i don't know i don't know oh that used to be matuba in the chat says that used to be the day that records would release as well like music mm, yep interesting it might, it, maybe it might still be i don't know i god i can't remember the last time i went out like on day one to go get a new album yeah a new new vhs uh back in the I day remember where in like high school though going to going to get american idiot on tuesday on release day that nice nice that's still a great album by the way Ah, it's a fantastic album and sadly uh, relevant again. Yeah, but also I think a lot of people didn't like it at the time, but I loved it then and I really like it now. It's a great... I mean, it like won a Grammy and went platinum pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it did all right back then. Well, didn't people though, they were starting to, well, whatever. Green Day wasn't... Yeah, Green Day has a long age. history of people throwing yeah. shade in their direction. Yeah, I like, whatever. I love Green Day. Green Day's great. Of all those like pseudo-punk 90s business things, they're they're the king, like no one comes close in my opinion. What are you going to tell me? Uh, Some forty one is as good as them? No, no. They are very good uh, though. You should go see Some Forty One live. I highly recommend. Uh, it. It's nice to hear they're still doing it. Did we have this conversation? We did one time about Some Forty One. Probably. Yeah. I love talking pop punk and will jump at any chance, including derailing the instance to do so. Hello there. How about them? How you feel about Blink One Eighty Two? How do you feel about that? You know I love me some Link-182. Come on, man. Yeah. Just, Who doesn't love Link-182, honestly? Me. I don't love them. Here's this, though. Listen, well, listen to this. Hello there. I like to play that sometimes. 
That's fun to play. Hello there. Just kind of have it go. <laughs> that like just the isolated audio of the vocals. Yeah, playing. there's nothing else, I think. Hello Man, there. I don't ever realize how much reverb was on that damn thing. I don't know where I got it even. I don't remember where I got it, but it's pretty great. Ooh, boy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and Galakon's Awakening looking very cool. 35 new cards being added to, added to standard and, and wild. Um, very fun. nice. There you go, then. Or, uh, still kicking it, and I'm still enjoying Battlegrounds. I'm terrible, but I love it. Uh, must I, uh, be- I'm, oh. I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm on the climb. I'm, I'm figuring it out. Nice. You're getting the- it needs a balance update, though. The meta is very figured out. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do one. All right, uh, Scott, are you, have, are you still having a hard time winning? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm not. Forced demons. Forced demons every time. You'll okay. probably get top four every game. Forced, forced demons. Okay. Like, force it. Like, just blindly draft demons. Get the no demons. Doesn't matter what, how many I get, whether they they come, whether well, I get three or not. Just get get. Uh, try to get a triple on two star yeah. so that you can discover a floating watcher. Okay. And if you don't get to three as fast as possible and just reroll until you find a floating watcher, and then just keep grabbing demons. Okay. All right. No, I like this. You, you, you also need the wrath weaver, but that's that one star dude that like any that deals damage to you when you play a demon and grows. Yeah. That combined with the floating watcher, you just keep playing demons. You're you're trading your life for stats, and it's stupid, and it's like the most surefire way to get a top four right now. I'm into top four, so I'll do it. <laughs> uh, Mush potatoes in the chat made a little confirmation here. Microsoft introduced Patch Tuesday in October of 2003, 2003, uh, to reduce the cost of distributing patches. The system accumulated uh, security patches over a month and dispatches them all on the second Tuesday of each month, an event for which the system administrators may prepare. Uh, apparently, this sort of just caught on, and everybody started doing I'm not Tuesdays. sure it's the same for releasing games and stuff, though. I, I, I don't Maybe know. not. The, that, <laughs> that seems more tied to, like, DVD, uh, DVD releases, because like, they were, and, and music. That stuff was happening on Tuesdays already. No, so. I don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Tuesday is also a quieter day in the week people have just come back like monday everyone's busy tuesday you're like yeah not even wednesday yet what Mm -hmm. is even tuesday like is this even what are you talking about tuesday is ridiculous yeah you put up patch tuesday and then it's more fun here's what this is what patch tuesday sounds like hello there and then it's on your computer it's all set to go all right what else uh heroes of the storm holding steady doing their thing it's just there it's happening it's game it's great it's a fun game people should play that game uh, Diablo 3, same thing. It's just uh, we're in the middle of season 17 or whatever it is. And uh, stuff not really happening there. And StarCraft, awful quiet as well. Kind of quiet on the Blizzard front, to be honest. It's most, the most noise you're hearing is Hearthstone and WoW at the moment. Uh, which are all from the same universe. So I don't know what that tells you, but they know where the money is, I guess. Uh, that's it for that. Good stuff in general. Now this. Damn it, why is my volume down? Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, some uh, emails uh, here at the end of the show. By the way, you can send those emails to us at theinstance@gmail.com or leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. We have this one that says, in the last episode of The Instance, Scott Johnson brushed aside the group of people criticizing WoW Classic for its problems as Nostralis people and then proceeded to make jabs at them without giving any attention to what the community complains about. I think this is a pretty lousy thing to do, he says. I actually agree with him. I think I was a little dismissive of that. I probably shouldn't have been. Uh, he says uh, this. Sometimes on podcasts, you make a comment on the fly that wasn't a planned talking point, 
and you don't have a lot of meat to yeah. spin off of that comment with. Yeah, it's a and good thing to understand. I agree. That's how it goes down. You should go yeah, into every listing the, knowing The comment that. is is respectful though, isn't it? Um, I mean, no, says, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And he's right. I didn't I didn't, but also I think Garrett's right in a sense whereas it was like a random pop-up topic uh, and yeah. it wasn't really a thing yeah, we were it, going it, into. We, it, there was not a note in the show notes last week saying dump on Australia's people. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it just kind of it came off Although, it came up in an offhand comment. Right. I, th- right. I think the comment is uh, more like I think he would be fine to dump on Nostralis people, but he wants us to talk about the issues, the, the valid issues that people are raising about classic, yeah. which is a, a, an entirely different thing. From, yeah, which is a thing uh, we could Nostralis. could and probably should do. Absolutely. Um, and so I, so I take what, his point. what are the issues then? Well, this is what he says. There's a whole long list of things that Blizzard have has changed by rolling out. Uh, in a weird patch state. This particular version of Altarac Valley lasted in vanilla about one month before the removal of the honor system. Rather, This is not the version of AV people wanted, but instead of reading or listening to the host of the instance uh, would... Ra- or, sorry. But instead of reading or listening, the host of the instance would rather just ridicule them for not liking choices Blizzard made. <laughs> All right. Now he's being a dick. Okay. I'm, I'm with you that. that. That's... Not- I mean, he's, okay. he's, he, is, he is deciding to take a certain tone. And by the way... I'm not saying this is everybody in that crowd, but I get a lot of this from people who get really offended by this stuff. And I don't know what that culture is. I don't know why you guys get so worked up. I don't. I don't get it. It's just, We're just talking about a game here. However, there's probably lots of valid points about the way Blizzard's handing, handling Vanilla versus Nostralis. And <clears throat> I think it would behoove us to learn more about that and talk about it for real on the show. So I'm going to try to do this by next I week mean- where I just have more... The, knowledge about it so I can talk about it educated wise and not just make broad assumptions like cyber thinks I'm doing. So there you go. The issue is the issue is uh with classic what we were saying when we were saying well the problem with classic is that you can't make everyone happy because there's no one version that is going to make everyone happy unless you just stick to actual classic. And was it really just one month, the honor system? It was just one month? I have a hard time believing. That doesn't seem right to me either, but... Yeah, uh, I, I remember people grinding and grinding and grinding. Maybe there was only one month of overlap between that and Alterac, and I don't know. I mean, even if he is correct, mm-hmm. it, the reason they did this to advance Alterac is, was to give people content, yeah. right? And it's... It, it obviously they changed the orders, the order of the patches, and so some things are going to get funky. But maybe there is a valid claim there. It's maybe you know I'm not I'm not as specialist as you said, Scott. We don't know exactly. We don't know. What's That's the there. whole point. That's exactly the point. Is, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think our point, which is uh, pl- uh, launching classic and and doing stuff, is messing with you know the the will of the gods and the community because you can't make everyone happy if they hadn't done that what they did other people would have complained that oh you could you don't have to stick to this formula you could do this and that to make it a little bit more fun like there's no one version of classic that will make everyone happy Mm -hmm. and that's also a fair point to to put forth i think yeah i think so and i would also say this um i don't know why you know, I, when I when I called Nostralis people, I'm just saying the people who really liked what that was and were big supporters of it. So I don't mean it as a as a derogatory or a pejorative term. Um, also, I would say 
if you don't want me to have this impression that you're all so thin-skinned, try not be so thin-skinned. Like, we're just having a conversation here, and I'm happy to talk about these issues. In fact, I want to. And you, ha- you make a valid point that I just sort of dismissed it out of hand because, again, it wasn't the topic. It isn't what we were going into. And I don't really have a basis for a lot of knowledge about what's going on in that particular community. So I'm happy to dig in more, maybe even interview somebody who knows more. Like, all that stuff's interesting to me. Um, but maybe come at it less. You guys are always so offended by everything. Just so freaked out all the time. Just so blah. Everything's just, you get within five feet of you and you're like, it's not like I used to be. Blah, 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 and you just freak out. You don't need to be like that. Just have a conversation. It's fine. I think it's your desires are valid and I want to know about them. But you don't have to be so thin-skinned. All right. Joey Image wrote in. He's in the chat today too, I think. He is, and apparently oh. doesn't like pop punk, so we should we could just move Ooh. on. To the next. Oh, you know, Joey, Joey, I liked you. I thought you were a really good wrestler, uh, entertaining, fun, expert in your craft. But now I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's the American idiot now? <laughs> All right, not says, me. He's a- <laughs> might be an idiot, but I'm not American. Not American. So. All right, so fe- he says this. <laughs> He says, yeah, fellas, asking, he says, I'm asking this as an iPhone guy, since that is what I have and use. As seemingly the only member of the Blizzard fa- uh, fandom actually looking forward to Immortal, uh, a Blizzard and Diablo game I can play on my iPad while traveling, I'm in. Uh, how do you guys feel about the fact that it was announced last year? By the time it launches, it probably will be two generations of phones behind. The new iPhones being uh, loaded with new technology, processor, new graphics, chip, etc. Uh, will that have any bearing on the player base? Uh, number just based on the fact that uh, the game is releasing on brand new hardware and may be uh, may seem uh, to render it instantly outdated. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Joey Image. Um, it's a fair question, but that stuff scales really well. I can't speak to the Android platform because there's a lot of different phone manufacturers, different chips, different stuff going on all the time on the iPhone side. While you do have new generations of chips, those those CPUs or those uh, chips that power those devices and their graphics capabilities uh, scale pretty well because they're all Apple's designs and they tend to uh, be incredibly um, good at, at scaling stuff. So you also forget that Blizzard doesn't ever release a game on any platform that is meant to be cutting edge graphically on day one and make everyone strain their har- hardware, whether it's PCs or this or anything else. They tend to want. I think to, that's the main thing. That's the main thing. I agree. So yeah. I think I think that they'll we'll see the same thing here. They want it to play on as many generations of of the devices as possible for the most people possible, and that's what you'll end up getting. Um, it'll look good though. I mean, it looked great when we played it, and I think it'll look just as good. You know, if it was released today or next week or whatever. I mean, you can um, still play most Blizzard games on Macintosh, which is really all you need to know. Yeah, that that's a really good point. Um, it it's amazing. I can still play WoW on my Mac because Macs are shit at GPU stuff, uh, generally speaking. And um, you know, it helps that Windows is a gigantic dominant gaming platform and has you know DirectX 12, and you know they've got like graphics libraries that are well beyond what anything Apple's doing. But even if you've got like I just plugged in a external GPU and eGPU to to my Mac, and it makes a huge difference on like tons of different kinds of games. Well, not everybody's going to do that, and they want. Yeah, they're Mac people it, to be happy. So there you go. I'm sure they want people to be able to play it on older phones because not everyone constantly is, you know, getting yeah. the newest, latest, best. Yeah, exactly. 
during the upgrade cycle. Exactly. So, so. I, my guess is you're going to be able to play this thing on the iPhone side uh, on anything from like a 6 through uh, the current uh, 11s. And mm-hmm. I think that... the the and, and Sorry, go ahead, Patrick. No, I was going to talk about something else, which is, to me, the bigger question is, what are they doing with that game? It's yeah, you know, that, it was announced <laughs> over weird. a year ago. We haven't heard anything. And I understand, you know, the negative reaction of the community probably has something to do with this. But I'm with Joey. Like, that comment about Pop Punk kind of is it's more acceptable now because I also am very curious about um, Diablo Immortal. Mm-hmm. And I think there's... Uh, uh, it's it's a legitimate like have they been changing stuff like what is it was it not as fun as they were hoping it would be so they're uh revisiting the gameplay i i don't know it's very um i'm very very curious to hear what they're up to with this game now yeah same i mean it's been long enough time to give us a date or an update or something more than you know more than oh yeah we're still working on it that's not enough i need to i need to know more or maybe I don't, you know, I'm not that interested in the game. Oh, maybe I'm going to play yeah, it. It's possible. But I kind of... I think next time we hear about it, it, it should almost have a release date. Yeah. So that people don't freak out too much. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they went back to the drawing board and they're making this thing completely not free to play. It'll be a pr- true game you just buy and play and it's awesome. And it's just a mobile rad game. It seems very... <laughs> difficult maybe there will be two versions or something because on mobile it's very difficult to to get people to buy premium games and if they want to sell it it, it, they can't sell it for five bucks i think a diablo game would be like 20 yeah right and and that maybe blizzard can make it work but maybe they maybe they're maybe they're reassessing after now that uh xbox one playstation 4 and presumably any future uh bluetooth based controllers can sync with uh, iOS devices in particular. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe they're changing, maybe they're changing control, control system stuff. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I would much rather play maybe. that on my iPad propped up with a freaking controller. I would love that. I don't want to touch screen it. Anyway. I'm sure it's going to be controller compatible, or mm-hmm. I guess it will be. But um, the yeah the, the 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 big thing is why it yeah for the for the sorry. The business model is what you were talking about. I think it's possible to not make it uh, pay to play, like to keep a free-to-play model, but use something a lot more acceptable than loot boxes or anything like that and have a season pass. Mm. Um, That I think everyone would be fine with. Maybe some people would begrudgingly say, uh, ah, you know, I want a game that I pay and that's it. But honestly, that's never going to happen, especially for Blizzard. At this point, yeah. I think it's fairly certain that every, including Diablo 4, by the way, is going to have some kind of season passy type thing, even though you're probably going to pay 50 bucks for it to begin with. CD um, Projekt Red's the only developer anymore that just makes straight up single player games. I feel like they're just like the only bastion of this left. It's like, hey, we're making Witcher and you just mm-hmm. play it and here's pay for it and play it. Enjoy. I think that's, they're yeah, we're running out of those. Put it past them too. Well, we're right. I, I mean, mean I, I may, maybe they have to fold and do that eventually, but I'm just saying there are mm. very few of those guys anymore on the yeah, AAA no, yeah, level, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like, you can go buy a lot of indie games that are, you know, self-contained products, but in the in the space of, like, a AAA title, no one, no one. Like, yeah, it's just there's always some extra little deal on the end. 
it's fine. I'm not saying that's good or bad. Just it's it's just the way things are now. Um, all right, final. I think it makes no. for it. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Makes for what? Go ahead. I, w- I was just going to say there can be really good games in both types, but it makes for very different types of games. Like games that have contained single player experiences are a certain type of game. And I understand, I understand why a lot of people want those. Mm-hmm. Um, games that have a, a, a business model where you have to get something all the time, they can be really good, but it's a different, a very different kind of experience. And some people who don't like that are not going to be happy about it and i understand that yeah this is all true all right final uh note here from ed who says why does blizzard reward six month subs with a mount but does not reward long time month to month players i've paid monthly without fail since 2007 but yet no free mounts for it thanks for all you guys do each week ed uh well i mean i've said this a few times you know we're all life lifers we pay every month and do our thing and stuff and it would be cool i guess to uh have some benefit from that that is a bonus or something but i don't know i don't know why they don't i i, well, I do know why they don't because the six-month thing to get them out is a good incentive for somebody to go do a six-month thing you know what i'm saying like it's a business choice and they're not this isn't just to say we love people who pay six months in advance so we're going to give them a mount not not really they're just saying what if we gave you six months if you paid six months in advance we gave you something for free would that bring you back to world of warcraft or would that you make you start playing the game for the first time like that's what they're into, so, so that's why. And if you know that you're going to be playing, um, you know, you're you. He's, he, they say Ed uh, probably he says he's been paying since twenty two thousand seven. I guess you're probably going to be playing for the next six months. So you could. I understand what you say, but you could go and and buy it in advance, or maybe you can't because you live month to month and or week to week or something like that and then yeah it's more of an issue but the the giving something to players who have been paying non-stop for i think they did that for the 10 years yeah um there was something uh or i don't remember maybe they didn't but I mean, that, that was a, pretty, a lot pretty, of issue uh pretty unique and one-off event i mean i i, right. I think i i agree with that here like at a certain point like why not well, like, hey, yeah. thanks. Let, let me that. ask you this. I mean, I agree with you too, um, but you see what I mean by about the business model here. They're just, oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. I, yeah. that 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 to me, to me, I'm just like, yeah, of course. That's obvious. It's it's massive yeah. incentivization to bring people back to the game and to get people currently paying month to month, give them a bigger chunk of change up front, and lock them in for six months. Right. And I think Ed understands that too. He's just venting. Yeah. And yes, yes. Uh, I am saying that I agree with that. And it would just be kind of nice. Like I've been making that complaint about like my cable provider for my whole life because they have (laughs) awesome incentives if you're new. But if you've been with them, you get nothing. However, great comparison. My cable provider just gave me a free year of Amazon Prime because it was a promo they were running for new people. And I'm like, oh my God. This has never happened before. Thank you. Well, all so you have to do is make, you all you have to do is call them up and say, Comcast, I'm leaving. And then uh, you, now there is a world of of rad bonuses that are at your face. All, all so I'm saying is that's I, what I've you never, do, I, Ed. Like, you you I just call up Blizzard and like, <laughs> guys, I'm leaving. And I guarantee they will give you like free mounts. Yeah. Like, at uh, least could, wouldn't free. that be amazing if you could game your World of Warcraft <laughs> subscription the same way we game our, our internet uh, and cable providers sure. and call them up and be like, I'm thinking about uh, getting rid of my television. I, I, I kept TV for a whole extra year because they're like, well, we'll give them to you for like $5 extra instead mm-hmm. of what you're currently paying. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, sure. Sure. 
Um, that would be wonderful. We could do that for, for world of Warcraft. You just call them. They're like, okay, we if, listen, if you stay, you can play the game for $5 a month for right. a year. Here right. you go. <laughs> uh, and there's a good reminder on the, the tenure, that was the statue. So if you were never unsubbed for any period of time during oh, the 10 years, you got you that, go. you got that, uh, orc statue, uh, that nice one they sent you in the mail. Um, I never listen, got one because all right, I'm, I'm to take a page out of Ed's book. Yeah. Hey, Blizzard, you listening? Yeah. I have definitely been on sub before, but do you know how many thousands of dollars I've given you for freaking server transfers? <laughs> come on, come on. Where's my statue? Let's go. You did do a lot of server transfers. That's true. Dude, I, that's the problem because then you go, you get people who are like, oh, but I did this and why don't I get this? And yeah, yeah. it sort of never yeah, ends. But I never got the statue because um, I had never unsubbed, but there was a period of time where I was using a Blizzard employee's 25-year card. Um, uh-huh. I won't say who, but while I was using it, um, it shows me as being, though I'm in the game, I was unsubbed technically. And so I didn't, I wasn't eligible for that. Uh, with that thing but it's too bad anyway uh well done everybody I, a game pass type solution luke is suggesting in here i've always felt like blizzard could benefit from some sort of broader subscription that would pull the other games yeah, in different we've, ways we've talked about it on the show many times yeah, yeah. Um, there is starting to be at a point where they have enough games to justify that but the problem is they have a lot of games that will um that you need to pay for stuff in like the, the base price of the game is pretty low. So then what do they do? They give you everything that they produce for the game. Probably or, not. Like uh, they'd say, Hey, right? every month that, you, that. you get so many gems in heroes of the storm, mm. uh, or, you know, every month in hearthstone, you get three free packs or whatever it is. Yeah. But that's not enough for someone who's playing hearthstone. That's probably, you know, oh, I agree. like you would need to get a lot of packs yeah. in hearthstone. It's they, they don't put enough games out, I think. For, I, I for agree. Something like that to work. I agree. I do. Um, it bums me out that Garrett and I are the only people on my friends list in my in my uh, Battle.net friends list that are playing Modern Warfare right now because that game is great and we should all be playing it more. It's very good. You want to talk about a, like a solid campaign that like didn't take me long to get through, which is a good thing in my adult life. Yeah. Damn. Like Although the, I had like ran into a bug where that level where you got to use the laser pointer to tell the drone where to bomb. You remember that out in the dark on the roof? Yeah, it was fun as hell. I it's it is, but every time I finish it, uh, it it something doesn't doesn't trigger the next scripting. I've killed everything. There's nothing happening, and I still have price going. Oh. Point the laser at the bear bear, and I'm like, there's nothing here. There's no <laughs> trucks. There's no tanks. All the men are dead. Like, there's no. I I don't, I don't know how to fix it. I didn't I didn't run into that, but uh, I, I I do have a I have a menu bug. A lot of times where I go back to menu in between multiplayer games, where it just maxes out my CPU for about ten seconds. Oh my gosh, weird. You're really selling it well, guys. <laughs> I think everyone's gonna want to play it. Now. I think that game is yep. really uh, well made. Really, I'd like to. Th this is going back to uh, the the person who wrote in and was like, "Do you think this is Activision making the move too quickly?" I'm like, y'all need to play some Call of Duty because yeah. there are so many bugs in that game. Oh, my God. It's got some issues, but it's tight. It's very good, though. No but matter. it's fun. It's still fun. It's, it's so fun. The, the, yeah. I, have, I, haven't, I haven't had anything actually interfere with my gameplay, just my menu. Yeah, me. yeah. It's just stuff outside of it. But it's a very, very, very it's, – it's the best that thing's ever been, in my opinion, when you're playing it. Like, the playing of it is – as good as Call of Duty ever got. That's very just good. For some reason, I'm in the mood for it right now. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so there's you that. You want to play Call of Duty? You really should. It's fun. Win. I'd play. I'd shoot you in the head. Me, no problem. Um, there's your... <laughs> since, since Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> That's right. 
there's your uh there's your stuff there's your there's your emails and uh they came to us at the instance at gmail.com don't forget the instance.net for the website either that's a great place to go to get all things instance related and instance show on twitter of course scott johnson garrett art and not patrick as well uh let's let uh everybody mention anything they got going on garrett, uh, patrick we just did an episode of pixels uh that was fun i enjoyed that that was actually a couple weeks ago i guess wasn't it whatever it was yeah and yeah. it was great we went over uh, all of the games of 2020 um so you know the, the what we said about them is still valid uh some of them might have moved around a little bit a couple of them not no big deal not many uh just three of the biggest ones but um they, so we were mostly accurate on some of the things we said you can go check that out it's pixels so you look for that in your podcast app you subscribe and you have scott and me talk about all of that stuff and uh about the 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 did we talk about sony not being at e3 yeah we did i think a little bit okay they had announced that by then yeah and so that's a lot of stuff a lot of content and a lot of fun so pixels on your podcast app we did talk about the great april release of cyberpunk and it's not yes. happening now, but other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right, uh, Garrett, anything from you this week? Uh, yeah, uh, just last night, put up a brand new episode of Wow Killer with Tally Essen, um, talking about old gods in Azoth and their lore. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel for that now, which uh, is brand freaking new. So I, it doesn't have a custom URL. So if you could all go to bit.ly slash wowkillercast and subscribe to the channel so I can get a custom URL, I'd really appreciate it. Mm, well, there you go. I like that. Someone let that also, loose. Uh, I, I, we, we did an eight-minute cold open mm. for this week's episode that took me a really long time to edit. I'm super proud of it. And just that segment is on the YouTube channel right now with visual aids. Oh, very nice. I like visual aids. Usually I'll put those on my YouTube channel, but currently the YouTube channel is shut down. Uh, there is some bumping around that maybe I'll get my appeal through. So those of you who get the instance that way, I apologize for the delay. You can get the uh, the VODs currently in collections. I'm doing those kind of like playlists on Twitch. So right after this episode, this uh, this version will be here as well. Uh, so you can get those at twitch.tv slash frogpants. Just click on videos and collections and you're good. Uh, or I have also been putting them as an alternative up on library.com. That's L, L, sorry, library.tv, which is lbry.tv. It's like an open source decentralized video service that is pretty cool. I like it. And uh, you can even download the episodes just right there on the screen. But anyway, uh, I put those up there as well. That's linked at the instance.net, and I would recommend you guys check that out. I think that is going to do it for us. Yes, it will. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Go to frogpants.com for all your other needs. we got lots of shows, lots of cool stuff happening. We'll be back for another episode of The Instance coming up soon. Until then, and in between now and then, for me, for Patrick, for Garrett, and for all of you, have a fantastic week. Strange disease leaves many saying, I can't see clearly now. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Being a doctor on Azeroth is certainly a challenge, as it seems every couple of years some previously unknown malady spreads like wildfire through both Alliance and Horde. Nobody can forget the corrupted blood pandemic spread by pets from Zul'Garub, or the Great Zombie Plague as the expeditions to Northrend to battle the Lich King got underway. Doctors struggled against horrific odds, but succeeded in controlling them. 
Some threats are not as contagious, but just as deadly. Shortly after Dalaran was moved above the Broken Isles, a massive outbreak of food poisoning forced Kirintor physicians to beef up their knowledge of gastrointestinal medicine. Fortunately, some quick detective work revealed the source to be a certain Pandaren's poor cooking technique, and once everyone stopped eating his cuisine, the outbreak subsided. So it's no surprise that as the campaign against Ajara ends, a new mysterious malady has arisen. People of all races are reporting symptoms including blurred vision, a propensity to perceive purple, and difficulty distinguishing reality. A new type of doctor has come forth to treat these victims. Able to subtly twist reality, these healers present alternate visions to patients and ask them, does this look better? How about this? How about now? Until a patient, once again, can distinguish real from unreal. So if you've filled your eyes with that double vision, we urge you to make an appointment with a Nazoth-tometrist. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Hold Buxley directly at Flame. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about weird events. Dear Buxley, there seem to be a lot of weird things and people in Veil of Eternal Blossoms right now. What's going on? Well, I had not been back to Pandaria in quite a long time, which is frankly quite a bit of a shame because I really like to take out food there. And I've always liked the Vale of Eternal Blossoms because it's quite a beautiful place with lots of lovely plants, so I was excited to go. Well, I don't know who the heck has been hired to keep the gardens in that place, but they really let it go. I mean, tentacles everywhere, eyeballs stuck to statues and rocks, and lots of weirdos running around. I don't know if there was a gardeners or what, but they were not doing a good job at all. The weeds and everything were out of control. So I go flying around looking for a good place to land, and all of a sudden I hear this voice saying things like, Who are you to resist me? All your visions shall be made real. And I think, wow, what a weird thing to have commercials for fast food in Pandaria. Then I realize there's some big ugly monster telling me this. And all these minions and eyeballs and squiggly things are because of this monster guy. I forget his name. It was something like Nabroth or Nagoth or David Lee Roth. Anyway, with all those tentacles, I just started calling him Squidward. He did not like that at all. I have to say, I never really saw the appeal of working for a big ugly monster like that. He must offer amazing stock options. Thanks for your question. If you'd like to see what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. You can listen to the archives at AskBuxley.com. Moo. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at FrogPants.com.